Good Sunday morning, everybody, and welcome on in. It is Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you for the next hour. We will dive all over the world of mixed martial arts and boxing. Very excited. we got some cool guests to bring you this way. Today, we will hear from uh, sensational young lightweight boxer Devin Haney. Got a chance to speak with a young man at Radio Row this week. Uh, he was fantastic on the outskirts of uh, DAZN, putting on their card at the Meridian. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of that. I'll tell you about my, what my night was like there. And uh, very excited about this one. We haven't got to talk to this individual in a while, but he got huge news uh, very recently, and he was out promoting the great Yoel Romero. He is going to be joining us as well. Haven't gotten to talk to Yoel in, in a little bit, and it was really cool because, as you guys will hear in the conversation, man, Yoel's English is on point right now. I mean, he is – he is uh, – he – didn't need any translation of anything, and he was waxing poetic on a lot of great stuff. Uh, we got into his title fight with Style Bender, which is coming up in March. We got into his friend Jorge Masvidal and the rise that he's had, and I think it was cool, uh, cool insight from Yoel. I think stuff that we haven't gotten to hear um, about this this rise that Masvidal's had as well. Um, and we'll get into a little bit of uh, Jorge Masvidal and Kamaru Usman because obviously those two individuals made a lot of news this week. Dana White making news this week where he was saying that uh, he basically is, he has laid down when the title fight is going to happen. So we'll get into that. And, of course, John Jones coming up next week. Uh, the GOAT, he is making a, another title defense as he's taking on Dominic Reyes. So we'll get into a little bit of that card as well. Um, first off, let's uh, let's start off with this. I want to start off with the zone card from... I want to start off with the DAZN card in Miami and how that whole night went and and just give you guys kind of a, a rundown of what was going down uh, at the Meridian. Now, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting fight location. As I said all week, I was just happy that we had championship boxing in South Florida, something that we haven't had in a long, long time, and it was much needed. So I'm very appreciative that uh, Matchroom Boxing and DAZN put on championship fights you know it wasn't the ideal place to put on a fight I would say because it was in this uh it was on Watson Island it was across from uh it was across from uh Parrot Jungle Island in this uh this little Meridian um newly constructed venue which I guess they were doing multiple concerts at this week and things like that but they ended up uh putting the boxing ring right there it was a bit of a tight squeeze for uh, the media section. Not that I'm, uh, not that I'm bitching because we were getting free uh, admission and all that. But I had to get out of there. I had to, I had to move off into uh, a little uh, backstage area where I could just be watching, you know, standing up, kind of perusing as I please. And it was a cool scene too. It's not, it's not a place I want to be confined to one place. Like I like when you go to a boxing match. Like you like perusing. You like seeing who's there, uh, running into old friends, all that type of stuff. So I don't like being confined to that one spot i do that when i go to the regional shows too i don't like staying in one spot when i'm when i'm watching boxing because there's a lot of downtime when the fights are going on i'm watching the fights but when 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 the fights aren't going on i'm telling you these seats were such a pain in the butt to get to because they were so squished in and they kept delaying the time that we were going to get our credentials so you knew some kind of shenanigans were going in so i would say it was a little bit of a tight squeeze uh overall the theme was cool because they kind of put it the stage was almost like a nightclub. That's 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 kind of the uh, the venue that they put it through. They they had like little VIP stages and everything like that, um, and it was packed. It was packed. I don't know how much of that stuff was papered. I don't know how much of that was just people giving away. Like they're looking for an event. And they want it to look cool on television. I don't know. I don't know. I've heard I've heard that a lot were given away, but you know I didn't do deep research on that. Uh, just just some people in the business letting me know that. You know, a, a lot of these tickets were given away, but on the on the you know on the bright side, a lot of people were able to to go and enjoy the show, um, and they were gr- they were great fights. the 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 championship fights were were really really great. The YouTube stuff. Th- this is this I would say would be my big gripe with the night, and that was that so much attention was paid to the YouTube stuff. This this and Easton Gibb taking on Jake Paul. You know, we got to talk to Jake Paul this week. I, I this is the thing. I don't know what's. I, I feel like it's all a work. You know, everybody wants to sit here, and they want to act legit like this is all this is all real stuff. And uh, you know, like you just want a Rocky movie. I I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I just I can't I can't get into it. I can't buy it. So when they're telling you things like, oh no no no, he's 
this is moving on. He's taking on KSI. I'm just like, all right. I, I, I'm, you know, it's almost like it's become such a show within the show. I, I, I want it to be separate. Like, I, I liked the idea initially where they're like, yeah, we'll just sprinkle it on there and that'll be that. But the problem is it's just become such the focus of the show that it just takes away so much from everything else. So, for example, you know, you had Jojo Diaz and Tevin Farmer. Jojo Diaz just went through a fight where he had a he had a, a damn extra mouth put up above his eye. I can't even believe that he got through the match and won himself won himself the championship of the world. What an emotional night. He's wearing the Kobe Bryant jersey. It, it, it's just a really it's a, it's such a great scene. And then we we go into the situation where this dude Gib I've never heard of before. He he looks like he's four foot twelve. He's like four foot ten. Um, is taking on Jake Paul. And you know Jake Paul looks the part. He looks like he's in good shape. Good for him. He's training with Shane Mosley. Uh, but I don't know how serious Shane is taking it. I got to be honest with you. Like when I'm sitting there and I'm talking to these two individuals during the week, and I bring up uh, you know, did it take a lot for? the pros in your gym to respect you. Like Shane was almost belly laughing. He didn't buy, you know, he couldn't even keep up the act is what I'm trying to say. So I don't know. I, I think what they have going is entertaining for them. <coughs> I'm not going to lie. Like they're, they're getting the big pops. A uh, ton of people are there to see them. So good for that. But you know, to have this thing drag on to the middle of the night, that the celebration lasted damn longer than the fight. And, you know, the, the crowd's scurrying out, and you got the damn middleweight championship of the world is about to be decided. And and, and so many people are just, you know, scurrying out the building. And, and that that's that's ultimately what bummed me out about it. Um, I, I You know, I, I'm, again, I'm happy that we had championship fighting, but, you know, it, it was almost so overshadowed by this YouTube circus and I feel like those guys have such a world within their world that they've now established the Logan Paul, KSI, and Eason Gibb, blah, 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 Dylan Dennis is in there as well, um, that they could do their own night and DAZN will harbor it and that's good. And then almost on those nights, promote, hey, De- uh, uh, Demetrius Andrade is fighting in two weeks. Tune in. Uh, Tevin Farmer and Jojo Diaz rematch coming in three weeks tune in but to have them all on the same night I just I it just had such a weird feeling to it and it, you just you couldn't help but just be like this this ain't legit this ain't this ain't on the level of of everything that we've we've uh what we've just witnessed when we're when we're watching you know Daniel Roman and uh uh Morojan uh Akhmadaliev going 12 rounds at each other and and you just see these guys giving everything out, and uh, Akhmadeliev is is becoming uh, Uzbekistan's first ever unified champion of the world. He's super emotional. He's given this entire speech. None of us can understand it, but you know that he's just over the moon, uh, over the moon emotional, and you just feel great for him. And you just think to yourself, all right, well, we're gonna go from this to this dude talking to KSI again like, all right I don't know you know because like I said I am a person who will watch everything I am part of the freak show I will watch the highest level of mixed martial arts I'll watch I'll watch a dumpster fire I, I'm fine because I don't feel like I'm investing that much but when you're there live uh it does it does affect you a little bit because you're thinking to yourself man um, all these people are going to leave and not watch the middleweight championship of the world because they just watched a freak show. Um, it's almost like you might as well just at that point just make Jake Paul versus Anissa and Gibb. You might as well just make it the main event at that point because at least the most eyeballs um, will be tuning in to see Demetrius Andrade a little bit because I imagine once Jake Paul's fight was over, Andrade wasn't getting the uh, the the rub that he should have. I think most people were just all right. I'm done. I'm not watching this anymore. I'm tuning out. And, and and that to me it, it kind of loses its purpose. It loses the purpose of what it's all supposed to be for. Uh, ultimately, I don't know what uh you know revenue wise what uh what it was able to do with um you know how how well it sold. If this convinced more people that they're going to want to come down here, 
Uh, this was my the one big criticism that I have of Matrim as well. Um, you know, they had Romero and Gulo who ended up beating um, Sims, which was a big upset. Everybody thought Sims, who looked you know great on the feed and his dancing and all that stuff, but man, he wasn't engaging at all. He ended up losing a decision. That was a big upset to a lot of people. Um, I've watched Romero fight before. Uh, I've called one of his fights back uh, back in the day. Uh, one of the cards that Tyron Spong was on on the Mundo boxing cards. Um, and I've seen him fight before, so I know that the guy is good. I know everybody's, oh, 35 years old. It's like, bro, you know, some of these guys down here, they can last for a while. I don't know what to tell you. You just saw, you just saw um, you know, Luis Ortiz give give uh, Deontay Wilder a run for his money. He's f- maybe 40. I don't know. It's allegedly. So from that standpoint, um, I don't care about age when you're talking about what these guys can bring to the table. All I'm telling you is uh, he's a good fighter. But Romero does not have – he doesn't fight down here a ton. And I wouldn't say, you know, he's got – the biggest following in the world. I would have liked a, a situation where they would have given some young guys or would have done better research on who is a who is a guy in Miami who gets a lot of pop, who gets a lot of following. Like for example, you know, to not have a guy like like Harold Calderon on that card, um, I, I I think is a misstep. And maybe they reached out to him. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, have somebody of that ilk. Um, you know, Blake Davis is pretty early into his career, so I don't know if that's something he wants to dive into this early. Um, but we had him. We know what a, a local success story he is. I would have done something like that. I would have had a a guy who is a, a true and blue uh, Miami star, a guy who who genuinely sells tickets at the Hard Rock, at Gulfstream, uh, at the Mikasuki, wherever these cards are going, uh, people go to watch him. I would have done something like that. And and I know a lot of the times the concern is, oh, well, we don't want the crowd. I don't think that's going to be the case because you you now have a, you know, a a bigger, broader stage. I think more people will uh will stick around for that type of stuff. Um that would that was my big criticism with uh with this entire night is it was a little too much focus on the YouTube. You know, they had the whole pre the pre-fight stuff that was going on outside with the red carpet. I don't recognize any of these people. The only guy I recognize was the great Shannon the Cannon Briggs. Shout out to uh, to Shannon for for you know pulling me onto his interview with the Irish Mirror. Uh, I love that dude. But these other people, it's all just like white dudes with a a bunch of face tats, and I don't I don't know who any of them are. Now uh, that may put me out of touch as, as a you know a thirty three year old man who I still consider myself young and and somewhat in tune with what the hell's going on. I ain't on this level. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know who all these YouTubers are, but I tell you who does. All the ten year olds that were out there with their with their cell phones shouting out their names and looking for pictures, they knew who they all were. So obviously I'm missing the boat on something. But it's just for me as a guy who loves the sport of boxing, a little too much of that. Like I would have liked a little bit more coverage of everything else that was going on. And they just they they whitewashed it. They were just like, nah, Logan Jake Paul, that's the story. Jake Paul and Eason Gibb, that's the story. Um, all right. You know, they have their little universe. I don't know what to tell you. I do want to give a shout-out to Demetrius Andrade for getting himself a win, though, in that fight because uh, he was absolutely fantastic and really uh, just just put forth a, a great performance against Luke Keeler. Um, comes out, knocks him down in the first round with one shot. Uh, thought he finished him in the second round. He ended up jumping on the ropes. Uh, ref maybe gave Keeler a little bit of a leeway. Uh, and then ended up pummeling him in the ninth round. It was it was a dominant performance by Demetrius Andrade. He looked fantastic. Um, you know, uh, true argument for being the best middleweight in the world. I, I absolutely called out. Ended up saying afterwards he wanted to uh, go up to 168 to uh, to face Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, didn't give the media afterwards much time, which I found surprising. Now I'm not bitching about it because I was able to get. You know, two 15-minute interviews, one-on-ones with uh, with Demetrius. So he was more than generous with uh, with my time. But I know, uh, I think the local media probably should have gotten a little bit more from uh, from Boo Boo. But what are you gonna do? You know, he he ended up dipping out. He said what he wants. Um, I don't know if uh, you know going up to 168 and taking on Andre does that get you close to fighting Canelo? Because Canelo's fighting bigger now. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's just tired of. Uh, of cutting for fights that don't don't uh he doesn't enjoy and he'd rather go up and wait and win another weight class. I don't know, but um it was a great performance by him. Absolutely.
When we come back, we will hear from the great Yoel Romero. Yoel is going to be fighting coming up at UFC 248. He is taking on Israel Adesanya for the middleweight championship of the world. A fight that has been a little bit hotly contested because Yoel technically lost his last fight, even though it was a host shot by the refs. Um, Style better wanted the fight. And so we, we talk about Yoel, about getting that matchup, what it means to him, where we stand right now. And we talk a lot about his uh, his his friend, uh, his, his confidant, his brother, as he'll say in this, uh, in this interview, Jorge Masvidal and the rise that he's had this year. Some fascinating insight from Yoel, who I got to tell you, man, I'm so impressed with Yoel because I remember I've done interviews with Yoel side by side where it's all been in translation. And that is not that long ago. That's four years ago. And the dude is now just spewing out the entire interview in English by himself, no translator, nobody by his side, just me and him at a table. And it was one of my favorite interviews of the week, quite frankly. We'll tell you about that. We'll get into a little bit, too, of, uh, of where we stand with Kamara Usman and Jorge Masvidal. That's coming up next. Welcome back, everybody. Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. It's Tobin here with you. Crazy week, man. It was a crazy week. Fight, Fun fun fight week uh, for me. I mean, it was uh, very, very enjoyable. Uh, we were at live at Radio Row uh, for the majority of this week at the Miami Beach Convention Center, which was a bit of a pain in the ass to get to, but uh, small potatoes when you consider the job we get to do. Um, and, you know, there was, look, there was only a couple people I wanted to talk to this week at numero uno was Jorge Masvidal, where I wanted to get a chance to, to sit down with Jorge. We haven't had a chance to do an interview with him since after the Darren Till fight. Uh, got about six to seven minutes with him um, at an elementary school, and he was great with his time and explained uh, what went into that knockout and all that. But, I mean, I told him in that interview, I was like, man, that, was, that, that felt like a lot of people watched that. But that was before the Ben Askren knockout, the knockout scene around the world where he became, you know, one of the biggest things in combat sports. So, um, you know, it, it was it was it was a very very enjoyable sit down. So if you guys didn't get all of that, uh, you guys can go to the Tobin and Leroy podcast. You guys can scri- subscribe there. You can hear the uh, the whole ten minute sit down. As he was absolutely fantastic. Um, but it was interesting because it was one of these things where the week was centered around it a little bit because I told you on this show last week that two people uh, were scheduled to be or three people were scheduled to be at Radio Row that raised my eyebrow and those three people were Jorge Masvidal, uh, Kamara Usman and Dana White and the reason I found that interesting was because look uh, guys people don't go on radio tours typically if they don't have something to promote Everybody who is at Radio Row is there to promote something. Basically, the only other per- the only person yet last week who we spoke to who didn't have something to promote basically was uh, Brandon Flowers, former Chiefs quarterback, who was fantastic, by the way. Literally just woke up and said, uh, walked past our table and said he just wanted to talk some football. We did it, and he was awesome. But everybody has something there to promote. So I figured when I saw Jorge Masvidal, Kamara Usman, Dana White all on the list, I'm like, boom, we're getting the fight. That's what that... That is what's happening here. Um, but in our first conversation with Masvidal, Masvidal goes, no, that's not that's not what I'm here for. Normally when people come to Radio Road, they got something huge to promote. Like, do you have, is there, like, is, is a fight brewing between you two? Is a title fight going to be announced soon? Oh, no, the, the huge thing I got is that my mascot drop. I got that's what, okay. You know I got what? my own mascot. Makes you know? sense. Now, uh, that, that dude you just mentioned, he he's trying. He's playing like the a tricky game, man. He's trying to be a politician. He wants to fight a guy that's a ranking system, right? Yeah. One through fifteen, best of the world. He wants to fight the guy that's ranked under me. Yeah. And get this, he already beat that guy. And he's saying he wants to fight that guy because he's tougher than me. He's one hell of a of a of a trick, you know. He's just man. He's looking for it, but he he doesn't want to fight, man. You know. So I am here to promote my mascot because I can't promote the fight because he's a coward. So he throws at the coward line. Uh, we get that from 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 Jorge. Um, went on with the rest of the interview. It was absolutely fantastic. Now, one of the things that I said in the interview was, I was like, "Hey, man, you know what I'd love to see?" I, I gave him the idea. I was like, "Hey, you know what I'd love to see one day? This is just me. I'd love to see one day you defending the championship. Yoel Romero wins against Stylebender. 
wins the championship. You guys defending your belts at American Airlines Arena. A huge Miami pay-per-view. What do you think of that? And this is what he had to say. You champion, Yoel Romero, takes out Stylebender champion, Whoa. a little dual champion Whoa. defense. American Whoa. Airlines Arena. I mean, like that would be if we could get that done no, by like gotta, next year. We got to go bigger. There's there's a bigger one now. Hard Rock Stadium, right? I mean, I want to fight in Miami, but I I need to fight at the biggest thing you I get, get my point. hands on. You know? <laughs> right? Is the Hard Rock Stadium in yep. Miami considered, or is that for Lauderdale? It's Miami Gardens. Miami Gardens. Counts. Right, yeah, we're doing it there. Yeah, yeah. Me and Joel saw that. So obviously, he loved the idea, and hopefully, we can get some of that now. Things picked up the next day as uh, it was funny enough. The next day I was scheduled to talk to Kamara Usman. Um, as he arrives for his tour, as he does with the UFC brass, you see Ori Masvidal there. And he goes, huh, Masvidal is, uh, is here for, for a day too. No dummy. He's there to, to promote stuff. And um, he uh, is doing the rounds again. But there's a reason the UFC put them on two separate dates. Obviously, they didn't want any uh, confrontation. Um, and I could tell you as the way it was going down, as Usman arrives for his tour, Masvidal is leaving. Now they don't walk right past each other, but it's about, I would say about a 30 second difference between the two of them. Uh, so you walk into the, to the ballroom, you walk to the other side of, of the, uh, of the ballroom where the other batch of radio stations are. So Usman starts doing his tour there. And then I would say, I don't know. 10 minutes waltzes by and Jorge, his manager uh, and, and uh, other people around him, they waltz to that side. Now I thought, okay, they just have more tours to do. Now what I didn't know is that at the other side of the convention center, uh, a ruckus was rolling out. I have dubbed it the radio row ruckus and these two are getting into it. It went viral, went everywhere. Shout out to Josh Chappelle who got the original footage uh, tweeted out by Ariel Helwani, uh, blew up all over the place. These guys, once again, I thought, all right, you guys have done everything there is to do to promote this fight. Let's go already. It's enough. Um, and we got the opportunity to, uh, to talk to Kamara Usman after this whole Radio Row ruckus went down. And here's what the welterweight champ had to say about the, uh, the these two squaring off. What the hell happened down on Radio Row on the other side of the building? We <laughs> all walked in, and I'm seeing a ruckus go down between you two. What the hell? Oh, uh, what what they wanted to happen happened. You know, we're actually talking about this right now. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what they wanted. Uh, you know, him and his team are doing a good job of trying to, uh, you know, create uh, you know the narrative that basically sets him apart from the other contenders, and uh, and they're doing a good job of that. So, you know, uh, he got his 10 seconds of fame. And that's all that was. These guys saying, oh, he's out indefinitely because they were doing everything possible to try to move on to another fight, to try to not fight this fight. Because they know when you fight this fight, uh, you go back down to being a prospect. Yeah. Well, and I, so, I know. It's like you guys have both been on this thing where, like, it seems like you – I just want you guys to fight already. Be honest with you. Come on, be honest with you. Like, you guys have gone on this dance of, like, oh, he doesn't want the fight. He doesn't want the fight. You guys both seem like you want the fight. Absolutely, and uh, and and you're right. You know, it's uh, you know, he is a guy that have been even though he's been fighting lightweights in the welterweight division, it's still been in the welterweight division, as opposed to Connor just you know coming up to the welterweight division and fighting a lightweight. I mean, you look at that guy, you know, Masvidal. The last guy he fought was a lightweight, you know. And so you know, I, I yeah, it does make sense as a guy that he has been in the division fighting in the division. So that, yeah, and he's a guy that has he has that what I call the hype hat right now. You know, he had that, that hat on him. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, going in there and beating the guy that everyone, you know, is saying, oh, that's the guy that, that that's the guy that we want to see you fight. Absolutely uplifts myself. And, uh, you know, like I said, that's a fight I definitely want mm -hmm. if the company, it makes sense for them. So they both get into it there. Like I said, I'm I, I had to lay it out there for, for Kamara. I was just tired of the dance between them both. Now, Dana did his tour on Friday. I wasn't there for that. I got the hell out of there. 10 o'clock because I was up all night with the boxing match the night beforehand. Um, out, out. So Dana White ended up going on the Jim Rome show, and he basically made the announcement. He says, "Look, it's going to be a Masvidal versus Usman International Fight Week in July. That's always in Las Vegas." Um, and he then added the caveat: if Jorge Masvidal wins the championship, maybe we'll do the title defense right down here in Miami. <laughs> Hey, what I like to call that is speaking it into 
existence. We did that. We did that. Congratulations, everybody. Positive energy, positive force. I don't want to hear that stupid uh, question where I had to put on my journalist voice to Dana White to from, from the boys in the morning. Speak it into existence. That's what we did. Well done, everybody. All right, let's get to our conversation here with the soldier of God, Yoel Romero. He is going to be fighting Israel Adesanya in March for the middleweight championship of the world. You guys, uh, he's he's one of the most entertaining fighters out there. You guys are going to absolutely love this matchup as uh, as we get into with Yoel. Uh, UFC 248 in Las Vegas, March 7th. Get it live on pay-per-view. Uh, here is our conversation with the great Yoel Romero. This is very exciting. You know if you're going to have a party in Miami, you got to have Yoel Romero Super Bowl <laughs> week. Uh, thanks for joining us, Yoel. Appreciate it. My pleasure, brother. My pleasure. It's, uh, it's, this, is, this is nuts, huh? Seeing the whole sporting universe down here. I want to see this. What I want to see, yo. I was talking to Jorge Masvidal earlier this week. I said, what we need, I need Jorge Masvidal winning the welterweight championship. Yo, Romero winning the, the middleweight championship at Stylebender. End of the year, Hard Rock Stadium, U2 headlining. Everybody, everybody here to see you two guys defend your belts. That's what I want to see. Um, you know, for me, it's a very... Um, it's very exciting, you know. But I wanted at the same time the uh, fight for the bell, the same time with the Jorge fight. This is an um, amazing time for, for, for Miami, for the house, you know. Yeah. But I don't know if it doesn't happen. You know? I'm not thinking it doesn't happen because. Uh, because Jorge don't have a five is coming out right now. I don't know. I don't have it there. So when 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 they have the fight, but this is a very good dream for Miami. You yeah. Know? The the Jorge the fight for the bell and the same time when I fight for the for the bell. But end of the day, we take the bell. Believe me, <laughs> for the house we take the bell. When the Jorge fight for the bell, he take it. And now, March seven, I I bring the bell from Miami house. Were you surprised that Style Bender wanted to fight you? I mean, you would have been very easy. Nobody wants to fight you. It seems like it's you're you're always having people to avoid you. And and he said that he wanted the uh, the opportunity to take you on. Uh, were you surprised by that? Are you happy about? It? I mean, obviously you got to be happy about that, that you're getting another crack at the belt. You know, my brother, is, um, uh, I, I, it's no surprise because so you see the 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 the, the exactly what happened in the in the fight with the Costa. You, everybody know what happened, you know, and 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 Israel know this, and that's what I did. He needed fight me because when they when they, and your spirit to you have a you have a, a little dude, you know, you say well, I want to fight with the best because that's what he say. Joel needed normally Joel he 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 needed fight with the with defender the the, the belt right now because he no lose it, he no lose it the the, the, the two last. The, the the last two fight he no lose the fight. That's the way he said. That's the way I, we now fight for for this time. What do you think of him as a as a fighter? He's had an incredible year and an incredible fast rise. He comes with a lot of those crazy moves. You come out with some crazy moves, flying knees out of nowhere, punches from I know this 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 has the makings for like one of the most explosive fights in middleweight history. Um, you know, it's um, now. In, in, that's what I think, and I think and the, 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 everybody see that fight because I am explosive, you know. Uh, he he um, he's the uh, is the truck guys, you know. He moving like a snake, you know. <laughs> I am is the I, I am the explosive guy, explosive guy. Um, he need care for me. He need care for me because uh, I can put him down. The fight is done. And I push him. The fight is down too. Um, that's what he need a proof. He need a proof he's the best. See, when you need a proof something, you need to the the the, the really the the really um, the proof in your life. Yeah. And the really proof right for for him is me. That's the way he say. He he say he need to fight your woman, you know, because I am explosive. I am I am I am very very impressive, you know. Does that does that mean something to you? The fact that a, a guy like that who just got the belt, he doesn't feel like it would be complete if he didn't fight you. 
you know, because it would have been very easy, you know, to say, ah, oh, he, he didn't win. That's it, you know, even though, listen, we all know the judges, they, they have that up, yoel. I mean, let's be honest. Like, the last the last couple of, you know, you've, you've had these these big stages, and I feel like, you know, I don't know what to do with these judges in mixed martial arts, yoel, because I watch these fights, I feel like you, I'm, you're definitely getting your hand raised. Um, that's got to be unbelievably frustrating for you. How have you? How do you handle that? Because we, a majority of the fans, think you win these monster fights, and three people say, "Ah, sorry, tough luck." Yes, yeah, you know, I don't know what the the, the judges the, the the judges see that 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 that's not you know, but it is what it is. Yeah. Now it's just past. Now I'm focused for the only and, and me and my my team, we have only focus in the five weeks coming up. You know, it's a March seven. Uh, we have a focus. We we concentration. Well, we know we we need to do it. You know, we don't need the 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 decision for the for the judges. You know, has it been? Uh, what have you made of this year for your for your guy Jorge Masvidal? This has been a crazy a crazy year. Seeing his his star rise. You guys have always been linked together. Uh, does it blow your mind seeing him get this kind of a spotlight on him? You know, my brother, I am very happy for my brother, you know, because many times the people say, oh, you see him? They say, man, I don't know. I am I'm very, I'm very excited and very happy. But that's what I, that is exactly what Jorge do, needed to do for a long time before. You understand? You know what to I mean? To go finish. No, 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 no. I say, because I train with him. I know the class with the Jory habit. Jory is the, the is very complete. Mm-hmm. It's no weaknesses. No, yeah. Um, I think they have a problem with the focus, and now he have the focus. Now the people can see who is the Jory Mavida. You know, they really Jory Mavida. I say that's what you need to do this long time ago. <laughs> exactly, exactly what you do now. That is exactly what you need to do a long time ago because Jorge is his explosion, he's his valiant, he's a, he's a, have a good grappling, good hand, good stamina. It's very complex. Uh, you, you need to see what happens in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the future. What, so you said that you, you had these talks with him. What do you think it was? Like, what do you think it was that, that clicked with him, that, that made, it, made it happen? I know he talked about going on the reality show that you were on that one time. I, it, do you think that helped, or was it anything else? I think, I think he, he, he is now he's the, the, like a really man, you know. Before, he's like a young, you know, like a kid. Now, he have a 30, 24, 25 years. Mm-hmm. Now, he's, a, I don't know, in English. In Spanish, is um, más maduro. Like a man? Yeah, like a man. Now it's like, like a man, you know. Like grown up. Yeah, grown up, you know. And now, like, like a lion, you know, when the <laughs> lion is, is junk. Yeah. No, and, and not fight like a only play game. When the lion is a really lion, so he thinks, adult. So he's like king of the jungle now. N- yes. Now he's the king of the jungle. And now everybody in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in this division... And the in, in seventeen pound the people need a kilogram and, and need and need attention for Jorge Magvida. really attention. Him and uh, him and Kamara got into it a little bit here yesterday. Is that type of stuff fun? I remember you getting into it with Michael Bisming. Do you like that the the type of stuff where you guys are? It's 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 fun for the fans, but it, like does that do you guys, do you take that stuff seriously? Because I mean no, no, that that stuff that that stuff was crazy. No, no, believe me, it's a hundred percent serious. It's serious. Um, it's a serious. When you see is the, the boss guy have a bad feeling, you know. It's not like a like a merry day. It's not like a, I want to put it the put it the fire in the in the, in the, in the show. No, no, no. That is the bad feeling. They want, boss guy want to fight. No, bad feeling. What about uh? What about blue. <laughs> uh, we got we're talking with Yoel He's gonna be main eventing UFC 248 March 7th live on pay per view. He's taking on Israel Adesanya for the middleweight championship of the world. Uh, ah, that's what I'm talking about. Middleweight uh, UFC <laughs> champion to the world. You can already see it, can't you? Well, thanks for the time, man. 
Okay, we're, we're, we're rooting for you. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It is Fighters Fury here on the ticket. Tobin here with you. Uh, I want to get to a little bit of UFC 247. John Bones Jones, he is going to be back in the octagon as he's going to pick it on Dominic Reyes as he looks to defend his light heavyweight championship of the world. Uh, John Jones, the greatest to ever do it to step inside an octagon and he is now going for his third title defense since uh, losing losing it to a no contest when he tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs against Daniel Cormier. <coughs> and for John, uh, taking a, uh, on a guy in Dominic Reyes who I would say has some has some physical tools uh, that he's seen before. Like he, you know, I would say with with Dominic, a, a, you know, a guy who used to play a little bit of football. Uh, athletic, athletic individual. He is. Uh, he's got. He's got a lot of different tools from uh, the standpoint of uh, wrestling. He's got uh, some knockout power to him. His uh, his win over Chris Weidman was absolutely sensational. Uh, he's knocked out Jared Kennanier, who's kind of on the up and up with them right now. Ovin St. Pru, he's beaten Volkan Uzdemir, he's beaten. So he finds himself in the right position of number one contender. Uh, I think the thing with this is, you know. I, I would just say with Dominic Reyes, we we are, are looking at a situation where he is going into this situation. He's 30 years old. So of who John's beaten recently with uh, Tiago Santos and Anthony Smith, Alexander Gustafsson, Daniel Cormier, uh, the youngest individual I would say John's taken on. I don't know when the last time John Jones has taken on a guy that he's actually older than. That has to be maybe a first in his career. You're talking about the youngest UFC uh, champion of all time. I don't know if he's ever gotten in there with somebody who's actually younger than him. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, from this standpoint, um, you remember that last fight that he had against Thiago Santos, which was last July. Um, I remember that that well because that was when uh, I remember my buddy getting uh, getting married. That was the night of, of uh, Jorge Masvidal knocking out Ben Askren in five seconds. So I think that card is, uh, is might be a little bit overshadowed by the performance of Tiago Santos in that fight. But you know, this is the thing with John Jones. You know, he's become so good. We almost talk about you know how well guys lost to him more so than how he went and won. But you know, I think on some people's minds, I think Tiago Santos had an argument uh, for for getting the win in that. Uh, don't forget that he he fought that fight with a, a gnarled up leg that basically was uh, torn to shreds every which way in there. Um, so you go into this. The, the thing with John is I, I go into all these fights wondering, you know, how can this guy beat him? How can this guy beat him? Really, it just the only person I think can beat John Jones is John Jones. I don't I don't see an opponent in this weight class that I feel actually has a chance to defeat him. Um, you know, if, if this is a situation where John goes in there and he's taking Dominic Reyes light, uh, he didn't train as hard. I know that he's talked about that he's wanted super fights, that he's wanted things to, uh, you know, get him out of bed. I don't know if Dominic Reyes do, does that. You know, this is a this is a, a car that's in Houston. It's not in Las Vegas. It's kind of uh, it's after the McGregor card, so I don't know how well it's going to do business wise. It was kind of odd that we didn't see any promotion for John this past week at at Super Bowl weekend. You know, it's odd for 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 guys to come out of camp to to go do media. Um, especially John would have to go from New Mexico to Miami, but even still, like the idea that he wouldn't be, you know, doing some satellite stuff or any of that. Um, again, this was a week that was dwarfed by Jorge Masvidal, Usman, and all that stuff. So, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to do as far as people's interest in watching it. I think that you uh, are just in a situation where you do have a a a a real young, hungry buck here in Dominic Reyes who, um is really just entering the prime of his career. Um, and and the way he went and beat a guy in Chris Wyman, I don't know what you take from that. You know, Wyman's kind of been on the downslide. Volkan Uzdemir's been a perennial contender, so those are good wins that he has. He has he has some very – he's beaten uh, many of the best of the best that you can beat at the light heavyweight division. But I don't give him – I'm not going to be the person who sits on a microphone uh, saying that I'm seeing the demise of John Jones – when I don't, I, I I don't. Even with the what was going down with the Tiago Santos fight, um, I don't know if Dominic can fight that same fight. I don't know if that he can come forward like a wrecking machine. And even with that, um, you know, 
the things that'll be interesting, I would say, uh, are are the measurables. You know, we, one of the things with John is he's always had such an advantage with uh, with height and with reach. Now, this is still a situation where he's still got a an eighty four inch reach. Dominic Reyes is a, has a seventy seven inch reach. It's a huge advantage for John Jones. It's so hard to 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 get within that striking distance. You have to risk so much. Um, I think it's why we saw even even with all the partying rumors. I think it's why we saw a guy like Gustafsson have the success that he did the first time around with John Jones. So maybe this is dialing up for that. Like this is uh, you know John taking it a little bit light. A guy who is about the same size as him. Um, you know, asking the question of who was who was uh, John older than? I wonder. I'm trying to think how old Gustafsson was in that first fight that they fought each other, because. That might be the best comparison because, all right, yeah, so Alexander's 33 right now. So that fight was that fight was seven years ago. So he would have been 26 for that fight, and John would have been 20. John would have been 25. So even still then, wasn't, <clears throat> wasn't younger than somebody he's fighting. Um and those guys are both just at the peak. They were at the peak of the peak at that point. Um, you know, I think in this case, it, 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 I think for Dominic, he just, his hope is to catch him with something. I think with John, that's always what we're always like, yeah, he has to get caught with something wild, whether it be a knee, whether it be a kick, whether it be something that could really just be a game changer within the fight. Because if you let him get into the point where he's going to systematically break you down, you're done for. Um and so the question becomes, can Dominic Reyes be the guy who's going to do that? I, I, I just can't sit on a microphone here and tell you that I think that the, the best I've ever seen to do it is, is all of a sudden going to lose to Dominic Reyes. Uh, it's not a slap in the face of Dominic Reyes. I just think that John goes and finds a way to go win better than anybody in the octagon and never has. You know, he's never, he's never lost in his life if it wasn't for breaking the rules, and that's it. You know, when, when the guy's played within the rules, he's never lost a fight. Um, so from my standpoint, I'm going to, I'm going to go with John Jones. The other, the other one on this card, uh, you have Valentina Shevchenko taking on, uh, you have taken on Caitlin, uh, uh, Chukagin, who is, um, who's, you know, this is another one where I feel like Valentina, she's just a, she's just a cut above everybody else. Um, so I don't, I don't feel great about Caitlin going and getting the win on this one. I really, really don't. Um, you got Derek Lewis. He's taking on Elir Latifi on this card, a hometown fight for Derek Lewis. I got to feel like he's going to be extra motivated for that, uh, and a feel good moment for him. So, you know, that, those are, those are kind of the most recognizable names, uh, on this one that night, but it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting what this fight promotion is going to be led up to what Dominic Reyes is going to be like in the lead up to this, because, you know, John's not shy about trying to play, uh, some, some mind games, with uh with people going into these things um but it's also one of those things where like you know he's everybody's tried everything with john jones uh he's been in the most personal fights when it comes to daniel cormier he's been on fights that have been very respectful um i don't feel like any of that stuff really affects him too much when it comes to his performance in the octagon but we do have a we do have an opportunity to watch him and that's always a thrill to go and watch one of the best to ever do it, to go out there and do it. Uh, so I'm going to go with John Jones. I think he's going to win by decision. And um, I'm going to go with Valentina Shevchenko to go TKO in the third round against Chikagan. So I think that's uh, how it's going to roll for everybody. Uh, that's our show for today. Hope everybody has a great rest of your Sunday. And we will talk to you guys same time, same place next week. Uh, one bonus segment for you guys here for the podcast. Uh, I got a chance to speak with WBC lightweight champ uh, Devin Haney, who's actually uh, he's a champion, I believe, in absence right now. I believe what the hell does WBC call that? He's rehabbing his shoulder injury, so uh, he didn't lose his belt to anybody other than to injury. But twenty-one uh, year old sensation, um, he's uh, not shy about calling people out and getting the fights that he wants to get to. So very much enjoyed our conversation with Devin Haney this week on Radio Row. Haven't really found a place for it, um, but did want to get a chance. If I was given the opportunity to talk to this young individual, uh, I definitely wanted to take it. So here's a conversation with Devin Haney. Very excited to be joined by our next guest, lightweight champ of the world, Devin Haney. Thanks for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. Uh, you got We're very excited down here, man. Let me explain why. Because we don't get championship boxing down in Miami, mm -hmm. uh, so it's very cool having you down here. The atmosphere. You're here, kind of just to 
checking out the, uh, the, the the scene and whatnot as you recover up? Yeah, um, I'm actually happy to be here as well. You know, um, I, just, I was actually just in Miami, like, maybe, like, two weeks ago. So it feels good to be back, um, you know, especially to be here for some boxing. You know, uh, the atmosphere has been, you know, crazy so far. I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing the fights. What do you think of uh, the, the, the matchups coming up with uh, Andre, uh, Tevin Farmer? What do you think about uh, them and their opponents and their defenses coming up? Um, I think that is some really good matchups. I haven't seen too much of uh, Keller, uh, Luke Keller, um, that's uh, Andre's opponent. Yep. But uh, the fight that I'm really looking forward to is Tevin Farmer and Jojo Diaz. These guys have been know. getting into it, man. Yeah, the, the, it's a real grudge match. Um, those guys have been, have been going at it for some, some months now. So I'm excited to see them finally in the ring. You're not afraid to poke the bear. Like, you'll uh, you'll get out and call people out on social media, and, mm-hmm. and you're very clear with what you want with uh, with the other lightweight champs of the world. Um, what, what goes into that? You decide, like, you just want to let the fans know. You want to let them know. So it's just on the record. Why, what makes you know that you want to do a social media call out on somebody? I mean, that's what it's all about, you know, uh, make, making the biggest fights happen, you know, as possible. Um, you know, it's a lot of big fights out there, especially in the lightweight division. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I want the fans to know that I'm not shy of making any of these fights happen. And so is there one in particular, like, if you had to, out of, out of the ranks of the guys up there right now, do you, is there one that you have your eye on the most? Um, It's really who the fans demand, you know. Um, right now, you know, it's looking like, you know, the fans really want to see me and Ryan Garcia fight. Yeah. Um, that's a fight that, that I want. You know, we, we fought, you know, a few times in amateurs. And uh, the fight is, it keeps building up. So, you know, hopefully we can make it that happen. You know, you, sooner or later, you guys, uh, you guys have, have both rocketed on the scene so early in such a, at such an early age. Uh, did you expect that, that for yourself this all to, to come so fast, and that you guys uh, both would would clash when you guys were facing those early times? Yeah, no, I never expected it to, to happen this fast. Um, but you know, everything has you know been paying off. Um, and you know, I never thought that you know me and Ryan would 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 you know be this big in the pros. But you know, everything you know is is falling into place, and hopefully we can make that fight happen one day. What do you think is, has gone to the uh, just the ability for you guys to get recognition so early like so many guys at your age they're just they're building up the record it's it's tough to, to stand out in the crowd um what do you think for yourself it was the was i guess the the x factor for you um i don't know you know you the, we just separated ourselves at, at a young age maybe because we started so young we, we both turned pro i want to say he turned pro at 18 and i turned pro at 17 so you know um we both started in mexico you know so so we um I don't know. We just got an early jump at it. Uh, I was I want, uh, there was an interesting point that was brought up this week on a, on a Showtime broadcast. They were talking about like there used to be a, a, a stigma of boxers who were trained by their dad. Yeah. I spoke to Demetrius Andre this week, and he talked about the relationship that he has with his dad. You have a great relationship with your dad, as far as your boxing career is concerned. What is that? What is that like? And what, and what do you benefit from that? Because it clearly has, has led to a lot of success for you. You know, my dad has been in my corner since you know day one, since you know I, since my first day in the gym. So he's been there, you know, every step of the way. You know, so he, he's somebody who knows me. He knows what I'm capable of. He's seen every trainer that I've trained with. So, you know, I feel the most comfortable with him, uh, you know, being there, you know, training me and uh, being by my side. Was there anybody who ever tried to separate you guys that, that did want to, to, to break you up and, and maybe steer you another way? Of course, you know, uh, many promoters, many fighters, you know, uh, of course, have tried to, you know, get in, get in between our relationship. But, you know, um, it, it'll never happen. Never. 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 That's awesome, man. How's your how's recovery going for you? Uh, recovery is going great. You know, I just started physical therapy. So, um, you know, I'm getting closer and closer to, to being back training and uh, being back in the ring. You guys will should expect me to be back in the ring sometime in late June, early July. So is, 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 has it been tough, though, because you got, you, got, uh, you know, uh, right on track in those little injuries that, that can uh, deter you of, You've uh, had to hone yourself back because you're a young guy. They always say young guys bounce back so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, have, have you been able to stick on rehab okay? Because yeah. I know you're probably anxious to get back yeah. in there. Yeah, at first, you know, it was very hard. Um, I never took a break from boxing in my life. Even in between my fights, I would always, you know, just be training or, or you know, uh, staying active. But, you know, this time, you know, it's been kind of different. Uh, but actually, you know, I feel like it worked out for the best. It gave my body time to recover and and, and, and relax. And uh, I feel like when I come back, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be able to give it my uh, my all, 110%. Uh, it's been a really rough sports week thus far with uh, we got the Kobe Bryant. I saw you that you tweeted about it. You're 21 years old. Yeah. Uh, and so I was a little surprised. I was like, man, he's, even this is affecting somebody as, as young as him. Uh, were you a fan of just, uh, were you a fan of the Lakers? Were you a fan of his game or just the mentality of his work ethic? And, and kind of where did you uh, – see him as a as an inspiration you know it's crazy that because 
I was a, I was a Lakers fan, you know, when when Kobe was when when Kobe was playing like and this is like a real thing. This is not I'm not just like saying this. Okay. Like I always loved Kobe. Um and w so so when he left the Lakers, well, when he retired, then that's when I was like I didn't, I didn't really like the Lakers anymore. Even when LeBron came to Lakers, I really was like uh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm, I'm such a diehard Kobe fan that yeah. I I couldn't like respect LeBron. Well, I always respect him, but I couldn't appreciate LeBron coming to the Lakers. So um you know, he's he's always, you know, been a a, a role model somebody that I looked up to um you know and it's just crazy it's very unfortunate but yeah. you know uh legends never die his name will live on forever that's pretty wild that you're that you're that you're that loyal to a player uh yeah. at, at that because it's funny man because i i get you though because uh you know i was one of these guys with with kobe i don't feel like i appreciate him enough because I'm, I'm a miami heat fan so okay, okay, i'm a yeah. d wade guy yeah. i was like d wade you know all the debates of d wade and you know kobe always had the longevity but d wade had that prime run we're yeah. like yeah but in that prime run he would have been better and so it was always funny because he was talking last night about them, uh, you know, being pitted up because of the Shaq divorce and all that. Mm -hmm. But, um, man, it's, it, it, it is crazy. But it's been so um, – it's been wild seeing the sports world kind of just stop and appreciate yeah. what that guy was, was as, a, as a work ethic. No, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's good to see that everyone coming together and appreciating Kobe and, 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 and you know, paying their respect. You know, uh, he definitely deserved it. Do you uh, do you deal with any of, of of people looking up to you already at such a young age, like uh, of kids and, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that? Is and is that weird for you? No, yeah, uh, a lot of kids look up to me. A lot of people DM me and come up to me and and you know tell me and, and ask me for for pointers and tell me that they I'm their role model. You know, so it's, it's I'm blessed to to be able to be in this position and and you know that's what it's about. You know, being able to give back to to the young kids and influence them and the people before me and after me. Looking forward to that, man, and especially. Uh, you know, if we have a case where we get him in a ring with Ryan Garcia, that'd be very cool. I know I was talking with my boy, uh, Brendan Taylor. Go check out uh, True School Sports. Uh, check out his YouTube page. Uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, Teofimo Lopez versus Teofimo Lopez versus uh, Vasily Lomachenko. You got a lot of good stuff brewing at that at that weight class. Of course, we just saw uh, just a little bit below them with uh, with Jojo Diaz and Tevin Farmer, the little guys uh, putting on some good shows. So very much enjoyed our conversation with Devin Haney and um, uh, look for big things for him, man, for sure. We're back. Uh, we'll talk to you guys same time, same place next week. Start to uh, let's do us tomorrow, six to ten a.m. We're back in studio. So happy to be back in our friendly confines. And, uh, and download the podcast, subscribe, subscribe to us on YouTube, look up Tobin show on YouTube. You guys can hit the subscribe button, like other videos, much appreciated for that. And also, uh, subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, radio.com, all that good stuff. Fighters Fury, Tobin and Leroy, you guys are the best, uh, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Brennan underscore Tobin. Those are the plugs. Um, yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys then. Bye.